This episode is made possible by PwC. When unprecedented times are all the time, it's time to start walking the talk. Leaders like you turn to PwC to see and stay ahead. Upskill your workforce, use intelligent automation, and transform big ideas into breakthrough outcomes. Explore the human-led, tech-powered solutions that help you thrive. It's all part of The New Equation. Learn more at thenewequation.com. Does Monday at the office feel like a storm? Not with Microsoft Copilot. That feeling when Copilot gets everyone up to speed instantly? It's sunny again. When Copilot simplifies complex data so your teams can act, that sun's shining on a beach. And when Copilot uncovers hidden insights, you're on that beach with your people and you find buried treasure. That's Microsoft Copilot. Learn more at Microsoft.com slash AI for all. Welcome to Scoop World Order. Happy 4th of July uh, to America. I hope you guys all got your gas and sheets for 1776. Uh, we're having a big day today. Um, a lot of fireworks going off for Ohio State football. Big time recruits. Uh, we thought, Nevada Buck and I thought it would be fun to explore the possibility. Is this 2024 class potentially the best in Ohio State history? Uh, if they finish strong, it easily could be. If you look at the rankings, we're actually going to compare it to uh, the class that uh, Nevada and I agree is the best class in school history. Um, it, through the the, the rankings, uh, you know, the, the 01 scout era, rivals.com era, um, obviously you can go back into the the 60s, the super sophomores, and that those types of classes. But we wanted to go um, where you could compare star rankings uh, and the like. So we're going to compare the vaunted 2002 class, which won a national championship their freshman year. Most of those guys redshirted. Obviously, guys like Bruce Corrella did not, and they were workhorses that year. Uh, to this 24 class, and I think you guys are going to be shocked at uh, the quality of class. Uh, and also, it's, it's interesting – um, how many of the kids from that 02 class were from the state of Ohio um, and how different it is now? So with that being said, as always, we appreciate you guys tuning in uh, as you guys are uh, cooking your burgers and hot dogs and having a, hopefully a cold beer. Uh, remember, if you shoot those fireworks off, make sure you throw them and run away. I appreciate you guys uh, all being on here. As always, if you enjoy this content, please leave us a like. Click subscribe and also click that alert bell. That alert bell is huge because it lets you guys know when we are going live with content. Uh, we're going to take your questions during this. Uh, going on a little trip down memory uh, memory lane. It's going to be uh, it's going to be a fun one. I'm excited about this episode. Going to bring in my good friend Nevada. Nevada, you've been knowing this for a long time. O2. Um, I'm not sure uh, how much. I'm sure you were following recruiting heavily back then. Um, were you in the message board game back then, or were you just, uh, you know, calling the Bill Corella hotline and getting the updates? No, I was just getting into it, and um, I think it was just just about the time I was getting started. It's about twenty years ago, uh, but before I get into that, um, you know, I, I just wanted to say happy, you know, Fourth of July to everybody. This is like probably my, you know, favorite holiday. You know, I'm a, a big history buff, as you know. Um, the, you know, the big war buff, as you know, and, you know, I think for a lot of people, they, they read about the 4th of July and you just, it's just like a holiday or it's, or it's, you know, Independence Day. Yeah, it's Independence or the fireworks, whatever. But like the idea that we gained independence from like the only world superpower at the time in terms of Great Britain 
and they were able to beat them. I mean, when you really read what they went through and what George Washington did in terms of training in a militia, you know, an underarmed, un, you know, barely paid um, militia against the greatest fighting forces of the world, the British Army, it's it's incredible. I mean, it's absolutely nothing short of incredible. And I just think everybody should take a moment on today and really reflect. And like I said, if you haven't been able to read the books about, you know, the great Revolutionary War battles and things like that, really take time doing it because it's pretty it's pretty stunning when you think about it. So that's what I wanted to start with. Happy Fourth of July to everybody, and now we can get into that great 2002 class. Yeah, uh, some really, really tough dudes back in the day. Thank you for fighting for the independence because America is the best. And again, you think about it back then when you didn't have technology, you didn't have you know, your new world. I mean, it, it is stunning what they were able to pull off. Uh, what do you remember as that O2 class started to come together and wrap up down the stretch, uh, capped by Troy Smith, the last guy they offered, um, ends up winning the Heisman. Uh, what do you remember about that class? Well, I mean, I mean, for me, it was the Justin Zwick class. You know, I mean, Justin Zwick, been hearing about him since he was a freshman, you know, 10,000 yards passing in high school, in Ohio high school at the time, which, which was crazy numbers, you know, absolutely crazy. And um, you know, he was the chosen one going to lead this class. And it seemed like, you know, they developed some momentum early. Um, they went out and, and, and got you know, just about, they literally just cleaned house in Ohio. I can't, I'd, li- I'd like to go through who they missed in Ohio that year because it wasn't, there wasn't many that they missed in the state of Ohio. And then they went out and got their, you know, some big out-of-state, you know, targets as well. Some uh, highly regarded, some you know, less regarded, but they just got production up and down. The, you know, it's, it's funny when you look at, you know, we'll go through this, but you look at the five stars, the four stars, and three stars, and by far the least productive group of the bunch was the five stars. And um, yeah. which I, which is, you know, really not the way it goes. And, and secondly, that class was almost exclusively from the state of Ohio which is another really interesting factoid about that, that in 20 years that recruiting could change that much that you've got a class like that that's you know, almost exclusively Ohio kids um, and you know, where Ohio football is now. And you know, we can discuss if, if that's a temporary blip. You know, is it, it, are there ways to turn it around? What things can they do to, you know, to make it better? But um, you know, with, look, with all the issues, you know, this class is, is going to be better. And it's, uh, it's amazing that we're talking about it in, in the same breath. But uh, let's get into that 2002 class and take the trip down memory lane, look at that, and then we can compare it to where we are today and where we're going. All right, so we're going to pull up. These are the old scout.com rankings. Scout was bought by 247. Uh, right at the top, man, I remember Mike DeAndre. I remember... It was us in Nebraska because, you know, for, for me, these guys are one year older than me. So I was in the 03 class. These guys are the 02 class. So I knew all these guys. They were, you know, we were in high school. We were at camps together. Um, you know, Mike D'Andrea was like that next Capstone Boyer, Capstone, like start as a freshman, kind of all the superlatives you throw out about, like, uh, you know, what could a, a Brian Erlacherish uh, it really, it was Castleware. Castleware was the guy back then. You know, Erlacher, um was a couple years in the league, but you know, Castleware was the comp for Mike D'Andrea. Um, really nice kid. Um, never made it at Ohio State. You know, had a bunch of injuries, a lot of knee injuries. Um, but it was a great teammate, a guy that you know, I, I really rooted for. I remember he tried to come back in 06. I believe he got a medical, and and he just couldn't 
literally do anything because his knee was so bad. Uh, what do you remember about Mike D'Angelo's recruitment? Because um, he was a guy that when we got him, it was like pop champagne. Here comes the big cat. Uh, he was that kind of player. I just remember, and, and again, it, it's very possible that my memory could be wrong on this, but I remember him kind of committing relatively late in the process. He was one of the mm-hmm. last guys to come into the class. And, you know, there was a lot of talk about how his personal trainer or somebody that was training him was from Nebraska and how that might be a, might be a thing for him. But uh, yeah, I remember when that broke, you know, it was kind of, you know, you know, there were like four great linebackers from the state of Ohio that year and Kudla and Carpenter and uh, AJ Hawk and, and, and DeAndre, but DeAndre was definitely the, the cherry, you know, on the, on the, uh, on top of the Sunday and the guy that you really wanted to have. And, you know, given, how much hype a guy like Chris Spielman had come in with or uh, Andy Katzenmoyer had come in with. You expected to have similar results. And, you know, sadly, as you said, injuries just kept him from getting there. But, you know, like great teammate and uh, great get for Ohio State. Yeah. Um, again, Mike was a great guy. I got to know him. I actually, our first contact drove it at Hewitt Holler. I lined up across from him. So I was like, oh, my God, I'm going as Mike DeAndre. You know, again, like when you're – a kid and you read this stuff and again this is back before youtube this is back before film i had no idea what the kid was and i actually pancaked him which i I swear to god like jim bowman was like that was a hell of a block and i I was like i couldn't believe i did it i mean honestly because i was freshman 285 first day in pads we do a big you know it's like oklahoma drill basically and i was going against mike deandra you know who was 245 and jacked and i was shocked like it, it honestly it was Kind of a, I guess, kind of a side of things to come. Derek Morris, the five star tackle, because you can only win if you have five star tackles. Another guy, ultra heralded, North Carolina. I know a lot of uh, uh, greasy stuff went on uh, with Derek Morris. Um, never made an impact here. Obviously, you know, he was gone pretty much immediately. Went to NC State. I think he might have started for a year there. Um, I don't think he got drafted, and then I think he was a couple practice squads and out, but never made any impact. It was listed here as 6'6", 350, which is really heavy. And again, I don't know how accurate these weights are because these are, you know, the, the things were like the Stone Age back in 01, 02 versus now. What do you remember about Derek Morris? I remember like next Orlando Pace, next Corey Stringer, um, and he never did anything like anywhere. But what do you remember about Derek Morris? Wow, I just remember that Jim Bowman did a very ham-handed attempt to, to get him money, and that was probably the worst, uh, one of the worst NCAA infractions that we've ever had. Was that? I'm I'm still not sure why that hasn't gotten more uh, more run, but yeah, a guy that you absolutely had to have in the class. We got to have Derek Morris, and then when we got him, it was just like, oh my god, we got him, we beat him, and then he turned out to to be. This episode is made possible by PwC. When unprecedented times are all the time, it's time to start walking the talk. Leaders like you turn to PwC to see and stay ahead. Upskill your workforce, use intelligent automation, and transform big ideas into breakthrough outcomes. Explore the human-led, tech-powered solutions that help you thrive. It's all part of The New Equation. Learn more at thenewequation.com. It's only a kick. A jump, a block, it's only a serve, it's only a tackle, a run, it's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. 
Adidas. Nothing, but it was it was uh, fun. Those few days of excitement were exciting for sure. Yeah, I couldn't imagine what like a message board would have been like back then when you get DeAndrea Morris. Justin Zwick was the guy that was the linchpin of the class. He was the lead, you know, the class leader. Um, you know, the the court usually if the quarterback commits early, he becomes the de facto leader of the class. Um, obviously Justin, you know, got beat out by Troy Smith. Troy Smith wins the Heisman. What do you remember about Zwick's recruitment commitment? Um, you know, I mean, were you surprised at how it went down with his career? Um, at all? Because again, like people they were projecting that he would start over Craig Krenzel as a freshman. Like he was like that type of phenom. Uh, but were you surprised at how his career went down? Well, yeah, I, yeah. I mean, obviously he was supposed to be the next great one. And as you said, you know, technology has changed just so much, you know, now you, you've got instantaneous access to, you know, game film and you can watch live games. You can see these kids, but back then they were just kind of like words on a paper, you know what I'm saying? And unless you yeah. had eyes on them and were able to go out there and actually watch the games, uh, you didn't know. So Justin Swick was just a guy that you read about in Buckeye Sports Bulletin or something like that. And um, as you said, you know, committed early, de facto leader of the class, and really kind of set the tone. I, mean, I don't think you have the great 2002 class without that Justin Swick early commitment. So um, I think, you know, these things have a ten- tendency to avalanche sometimes. And so for that, I, I, I do give him credit because uh, he he was the leader and, and, it, and it was an amazing class. Yeah, um, obviously, by far the best five star. It's weird because, you know, we've got four or five stars. None of them really made any impact at Ohio State except for one guy, you know, the guy that we won the national championship with. I mean, Maurice Claret, I mean, there's not a lot you can say about Maurice. Obviously, uh, star-studded freshman year, dazzling freshman year, wins the national title, uh, leads, you know, freshman rushing record until Trey Henderson broke it. Um, What do you remember about Maurice? Because Reese was... You know, Reese was that dude. I mean, he was a guy that weight room. I mean, I remember I walked in the weight room and they had all the records up and Reese squatted like 800 pounds. I mean, he was, he was the guy, you know, and, and he was, you know, he's a little off the chain at times, obviously. And, you know, and his career didn't materialize the way that any of us would have projected. But what do you remember about Maurice's, you know, not just his commitment, but his impact on Ohio State as they ran through the O2 schedule and, and beat the Miami Hurricanes? Well, I, I think, I mean, like, there's a we could all we could spend seven podcasts talking about Maurice, but you know, an underrated thing about Maurice was I think he was one of the first guys that I can remember that did the early enrollee thing, and you know, again, that wasn't really a thing back then. And when he came in, we were like, "What is he doing?" You know, he's like, he's leaving high school, he's he's coming, and uh, when he came, he wasn't coming to mess around. You know, he was coming to immediately, you know, take a position, take a job lead the team and that's not a typical role for freshmen freshmen usually just shut up and let the uh upperclassmen do but he i remember early on he called out the upperclassmen and um just everything about him kind of screamed different and like i said did a lot of great things on the field off the field you know disaster um you know seems like he's turned it around seems like it's it's got a you know a better ending but you know obviously a key part of that national championship and uh, you know, far-reaching impact on, on the program for sure. Yeah, and and I remember I went to the spring game, you know, because um, I was getting recruited. So I went to the O2 spring game, and I think the final score was six to three. It was the most boring football game I ever watched. And they were using Maurice as like a wingback, and they're like throwing him the ball in the flat. And 
I mean, he wasn't like the stand back there, power tailback that 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 he he was. Like, it, it, he kind of had like a funky role in the spring. I don't know if they were trying to see if he could catch the ball or what it was, but I remember like I was like, God, they're like turning him into like like Darren Sproles or something, which was bizarre to me. So we're gonna flip over to the the twenty four class and and evaluate the five stars and a couple more potential five stars. So at the top of this class, we have JJ Smith. I mean, there's. Nothing left to be said about JJ. He might be the best player in the country, number one receiver in the country. Um, two four seven has a, him as number two overall national. I'm sure behind Dylan Rayola. Um, so we got him. We got Justin Scott yesterday. Again, people that are sad about Marquise Lightfoot. I'm like, guys, we got Justin Scott. I don't really care about Marquise Lightfoot anymore because Justin Scott is five star superstar defensive tackle. Could easily be the number one defensive tackle in the country. Top. 15 player in the country. Mylon Graham is a guy we don't talk about enough on the show. Uh, superstar receiver, 4-3 speed. Uh, your boy, Aaron Oland. And the funny thing is, is you know, we've got four at the top, but Nevada, we could add two more pretty easily that are both defensive ends, which is a high-impact position. Uh, what are your thoughts on the five stars of the 24 class? Well, I mean, obviously, you know, look, they all look great now on paper. So, you know, it, it's, uh, it, it's just like Derek Morris did and just like Justin Zwick did. Now, now, having said that, I think that the, uh, the ratings have certainly been refined. There's certainly a higher hit rate on five-star kids than there are on three-star kids. Um, so you know, certainly every reason to be excited. And as you mentioned, you know, we're not close to done. I mean, we're obviously right there with Houston, Stewart, Bolden, um, yeah, I mean, you know, this class could have seven, could have eight five-star players in it, which is just absolutely insane and really a testimony to, you know, what a great job, you know, the recruiting group has done this year because having to navigate this, having to navigate NIL, having to navigate all the the, the challenges of the transfer portal, um, you know, very, very difficult to do. And, and so Ohio State's making it look easy, but let me assure you, it's not easy. Um, and uh, they, they deserve all the credit in the world for what they're doing because they're putting together an, an, an epic class, and as I said, they're not, they're not close to being done. Yeah, and I think like in modern recruiting, I think it's just more, you know, for, for Ohio State, I think it's more difficult because if you look at these five stars, none of them are from the state of Ohio. And two, I, I just think with, with digital film, with uh, modern technology, with, with the amount of exposure these kids get at the – the rivals camps, the elite 11 camp, like there's a billion opportunities where you're evaluated you know, with all the pressure on and all eyeballs on you and cameras and it's all on YouTube. Like, so, I mean, these evals are, are, are generally, I feel a lot stronger than they were in O2 when it was two guys going to a camp and just, you know, watching a couple of high school games and say, okay, he's a five star. He's a four star. Um, I, I just think that you, you know, now it's, it's so easy to, get picked apart uh, just because there's so many camps, you know, Army All-American rivals, you know, Ohio State team camps. Uh, so I, I feel like these rankings obviously are more accurate just because, you know, there's so much more opportunities to see the kids. I mean, if you just give just YouTube and, and huddle digital film alone, it's it, it makes it a lot easier to see these kids. So we're going to switch over to the five or the four stars. Nevada, uh, start with Doug, we had Doug Dadish. Uh, another tackle uh, from Howland. Nice career at Ohio State. Teammate of mine was captain in 06. Draft pick. Um, 
Good player. Uh, Quinn Pickcock is a kid that doesn't get enough run. Uh, was a kid that would have been a, a, a $50 million defensive tackle if he didn't have his video game uh, addiction. And he um, you know, he quit, he quit, basically quit the NFL. Then tried to get back into it. But his his rookie year, he was really good. And I remember I was watching film with Olin Kruitz in 08. We were getting ready to open with the Colts when I was playing for the Bears. And we were watching Quinn, and he's like, he's unbelievable. And Olin Cruz is a Hall of Famer, and Olin Cruz doesn't give anybody a compliment. So when he says a guy is unbelievable, like he's unbelievable. And then Quinn just, you know, he he, he left camp, and you know, he had his addiction problem. So he tried to come back. Mike Kudla is a guy uh, who I love to death. Uh, rest in peace. He passed away a couple years ago. Maybe the hardest guy I had to block while I was at Ohio State, which people think is, you know, I mean, he's right next to Will Smith. And I know people think that's crazy because Coots, for whatever reason, didn't get drafted. I think it was because he was just, he was a tweeter. Yeah, I mean, he was not 6'4". He was maybe 6'1". Um, it's hilarious that he's listed. That's why these recruiting rankings are hilarious because he was 6'1". He was, six foot, six one. He was not 6'4". Um, through those first couple guys, Nevada, through Dadish, Quinn Pickock, Kudla, and we'll throw in Bobby. Obviously, Bobby Carpenter, everyone knows Bobby's a first-round pick. Had a great career at Ohio State, uh, good NFL career. Um, what do you remember about those those first couple guys? Because this is a big cluster of four-stars here. Well, just all you know, key contributors. And, and you know, I'll echo your thing. I quit Quinn Pickock. I thought he was one of the most underrated players. I thought he was just absolutely fantastic, all-American quality player at Ohio State. Just a stalwart there. And as you said, you know, video game addiction, which sounds kind of funny, but not funny at all. And, you know, just you know, incredibly debilitating. And um, like you said, you know, it cost him generational wealth because he was just an absolutely just fantastic, fantastic player, really a, a key guy from on all those great Ohio State teams, you know, the years that he played there because just, you know, just, you know, just the endless motor and very, very. What if you could have a career where the opportunities are as vast as our nation, where it's not about mission statements, but a shared mission? At U.S. Customs and Border Protection, we go beyond to protect more than borders. From ship to shore, air to ground, cities to local communities, CBP agents and officers are keeping people safe. Join U.S. Customs and Border Protection and go beyond for something far greater than yourself. Learn more at cbp.gov careers difficult to block and you know, uber productive and but again, but again you can say that about all you know daddish you know came out a little bit later in his career kudla obviously you know great player and bobby you know started off with that great play on special teams making that tackle right off the bat and, and just never looked back was always high impact at ohio state so just all tremendous players and you know four stars but five star production from each one of them yeah, then we'll uh, we'll keep scrolling because, like I said, there's a lot of them. Uh, R.J. Coleman, funny story about R.J. He was my host on my official visit. Uh, he was a tight end that converted to guard. Uh, never produced, never started a game. You know, nice guy, but I mean, you know, he, he uh, obviously he was rated as you know number six tight end in the country. People thought he'd be. I mean, he was in the conversation to be like an Eric Winston. Eric Winston and him were in the same class. Uh, Roy Hall, nice career. Um, nothing special. A lot of people had high hopes for Roy. Um, you know, and, and he got passed by Teddy and Gonzo and, and, you know, the first rounders and, uh, but he was a good contributor, especially in that 06 year. Uh, Nate Sally, one of the greatest human beings I've ever met. One of the kindest, you know, really started the St. Thomas Aquinas, uh, pipeline that, that fed us the Bosa's, um, their Trayvon Grimes for the year that he was here. Some really good players. 
Tim Schaefer is a guy that um, you know just never really did anything. Uh, he started a couple games in 04 before I beat him out, but you know never really did anything. Uh, this is interesting. That I, I I did not know that Troy Smith was a four star. Like I, I knew that Troy. I had assumed he was a three star just because he was offered late. His offers aren't very um, overwhelming. You know he's he didn't have the the big time. You know the Oklahomas and the USC's and, and those types of schools back then. Uh, EJ Underwood off the field issues. Super talented. Actually bounced around the league for a little bit. Uh, and then Stan White's the last one. Was a good serviceable fullback. You know, did a lot of dirty work. Um, nice kid. That was a legacy. Uh, played for Woody. So good crew. What do you remember about that second crop of guys, starting with R.J. Coleman, Roy Hall, obviously Troy Smith? Well, obviously Roy Hall's most famous for breaking Teddy's ankle on the on the celebration. Um, so we'll, we'll move on from that. Uh, Troy Smith, I, 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 I'm pretty sure Troy Smith was four-star, but as an athlete, I think it was. Um, if I'm not mistaken, yeah. because you know, he, yeah. he was back retur- returning kicks for Ohio State his freshman year, and they weren't sure where they were going to play him. Even, you know, there was talk about playing him on the other side of the ball. So, like, you, you just had no idea with Troy, and he ends up being the Wolverine killer and the most cold-blooded quarterback in Ohio State history. Didn't see that one coming, that's for sure. <laughs> and, uh, you know, Stan White, the, the, the last of those five great linebackers, so, you know, you only forget Stan White, but obviously that huge block – in the 05 uh, game, the comeback game where the A's were down nine to seven minutes to go and the big block to just kind of put the icing on the cake on that one for the touchdown. And um, I just, like like I said, just, you know, all, all guys that found a way to contribute, you know, Coleman didn't, but, you know, that class didn't have many misses, that's for sure. That's how notable they are is when you find those guys that weren't uh, key contributors at the at the cause level because it, it, was, a, it was a deep class. Yeah, so we'll switch over to the current class, uh, the four stars. Starts with Bryce West. Obviously, he's right on the verge of being a five-star. So you could actually have eight or nine five-stars if he – I mean, he's the fourth corner, number one in the state of Ohio. Um, again, like there isn't a five-star in the state of Ohio this year, but he's the closest that we have to one. Uh, James Peoples, I think, could easily be a five-star. He, I mean, he's a superstar running back. He's – Maybe the best running back in the country. He's a guy. He's he's an outstanding kid. But you watch his tape, man, and it is freaky good. Ian Moore's our highest rated lineman commit. Um, has really come on. I I love that his and I've, I've said this before. His high school coach is Kyle Ralph, who is an Ohio guy. Played football at North Carolina. Um, understands how to develop offensive linemen. You you watch Ian Moore. You know when when I saw him in camp, it's like he's been coached. He's been you know like he's got great technique. So. That's a plus that you have an offensive line, a college offensive lineman as your high school head coach because, you know, he's going to know how to develop linemen. He's exceptionally strong, big weight room guy, 405 bencher. So, again, I, I, I really like that kid. Garrett Stover is a kid a lot of people are sleeping on. He's another Ohio kid, four-star, probably going to be a linebacker. Um, you know, that, that smaller, faster linebacker. Uh, then you have Jordan Lyle. Again, like this is – yeah, there's a lot of four stars. Jordan Lyle from Aquinas, another Aquinas kid. Peyton Pierce, Jalen McLean, safety. Max LeBlanc, tight end. Uh, the Armstrong twins, both four stars. And then finally, Demarion Witten are the two four stars. So there's a lot of a lot of four stars in the middle of this class. Nevada, your thoughts? Again, we've talked a lot about all of these guys basically, but your thoughts on West Peoples and, and the mix of four stars in this 24 class? Well, I, I, you know, 
I think as you pointed out, it's it's really heavily high end weighted. I mean, you know, you can make an argument for at least two of those guys being five, and I think they 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 both will end up being five stars. But you know, Ian Moore's you know, a lot of people have him as the top offensive tackle in the country. So you know, you, you could talk about you know two three guys on top of the four guys we have on top of the three guys that we could get, and uh, this certainly could be a uh, a class of the ages. You know, interesting that, you know, as as we talk about, you know, the, the contrast between this and you know, in 2002, how 2002 was, you know, virtually all Ohio kids and how this class is, you know, the five stars aren't coming from Ohio. And, and you know, we have to make an argument for, for West, you know, slipping into that five star spot. But, uh, you know, things have changed, but, you know, Ohio State's changed with it. I feel like they're getting the best kids out of Ohio and, uh the rankings don't really matter, but I think they'll sort themselves out. But I think when all all said and done, I think Ohio State ends up somewhere with seven or eight five stars in this class, and uh, that's that's unprecedented. Yeah, I, I agree with you. I think it's going to end up being uh, just one of those just crazy years because again, the the quality of the four stars is, is pretty high. Um, and then we go down to the three stars. This is so this is where it gets real interesting in this O two class. So you start off with Tyler Everett, kid from McKinley. Um, Nice career, you know, started at corner for us in 05, uh, started kind of all over the place, played nickel, um, had a big uh, a pick six versus Penn State in 04. Um, nice player, you know, again, like he wasn't, uh, he bounced around the NFL a little bit when he was done. Uh, but then you get into some of these names and you're just like, wow, you can't believe they're a three-star. Antonio Holmes, uh, I think one of the finest receivers in Ohio State history, absolute monster versus Michigan. Um you know, today would probably be a five-star today. You know, it would have been, you know, a heart line pull on a five-star out of Florida. You know, this kid didn't get offered by any of the Florida schools. Kind of was uh, us in NC State, I believe, for San Antonio. And, uh, you know, if, if the Hurricanes offer this guy or the Seminoles or the Gators, then we don't get San Antonio. But they all passed on him for guys that weren't anywhere near as good as him. Uh, so thank you for, for whiffing big time. Rob Sims, one of my best friends. Uh, he's up in Detroit now. Uh, played eight years in the league, uh, drafted by the Seahawks. Was a fantastic guard for us. Uh, I think he went third round. Just a great player, great guy. Um, one of my favorite teammates ever. Nick Bangold obviously is like a fringe NFL Hall of Fame type guy. Just uh, you know, one of the finest centers in school history. Um, he's in that conversation with Charles Bentley and a couple other guys. First round pick, obviously. Uh, tremendous career at Ohio State, tremendous career with the New York Jets. Uh, I think he's in the Jets' ring of honor, so really a, a special dude. Uh, and then we get to maybe the best player, well, no, the best player in the entire class, A.J. Hawk. Uh, Three-star, you know, it's just funny when you look, they rated 23, they had him 21st in the state of Ohio, which is crazy. Um, A.J. Hawk, maybe the best teammate i ever had one of the greatest leaders i've ever been around obviously phenomenal player um in the conversation for best linebacker in school history in my opinion uh joel Penton, good serviceable role player tj downing my role dog my right guard great dude uh nasty nasty player tough player uh jay richardson uh a guy that five six years in the nfl fifth round pick of the raiders Good player, uh, started in 06, you know, was was really good in 06. Uh, and then Mike Roberts, is, this is funny because you mentioned the enrolling early thing. 
Mike Roberts actually enrolled early with Maurice Claret, you know, and he was from Toronto. So we always had funny nicknames for him, but he, uh, he actually enrolled early, which is again, something I never heard of, you know, again, to look at that, that we took a guy and again, these guys all rated like 670th national. Cause they probably didn't have ratings big enough for all these guys back then. But, uh, it is kind of funny where you see where, where some of these guys are in national rankings. Nevada, what do you remember about some of these guys um, you know, that we just mentioned? Obviously, AJ, obviously, Nick Mangold. Uh, it's amazing that those guys are three stars. Well, I, I just, I, yeah, I can vividly just remember that their, their you know, commitments were met with kind of collective yawns. You know what I'm saying? So, because yeah. they're, three, they're three stars, and that's what it is. And you know, you're talking about NFL Hall of Famers, Super Bowl MVPs, best yeah. linebacker in school history type of things. And yeah. they, they came from the three stars for the class. And I mean, it's just, it's absurd when you look at it. It's just, it's amazing, uh, you know, to see how much production that we got top to bottom on that class. And uh, like I said, you know, recruiting, yeah, we're a little bit more inefficient now. I'd like to think that we're better at it and that things, stuff like that doesn't happen, but it happens every year. And, you know, every year you look at the NFL draft and you see guys from these directional schools or from, you know, places you've never heard of before that are getting drafted in the NFL draft. So lots of good players out there. Be excited about every commitment. Um, if you don't, if you don't believe that, just go back and look at the 2002 class and uh, look at the, you know, the, the incredible legacy that those guys led. And it, it came from the bottom. It came from the, the three-star for the kids, the kids from the muck. We, uh, that we got. So uh, be excited about every commitment. Yeah. And, and the only two three stars in the current class are Mark Nave and Sam Williams Dixon. So we've talked about those guys enough. Um, you know, again, those are guys that, you know, they're projected low, but Hey, they could turn into the next dudes. You never know. Um, a, a final thing that we're going to do just because I, I was interested to see who was rated ahead of AJ. So this is the O2 class. Uh, just this is the state of Ohio, the top players in the state of Ohio, 2002. So you got DeAndre right at the top, followed by Justin Zwick was number two. Maurice was third. And then Deshaun Wynn, a blast from the past, who uh, um, beat you. Yeah, obviously, he's not going to go the same place as Maurice. This wasn't back. You know, the, the two the two running back thing really wasn't as big of a thing as it is now. Like back then it was you get one running back and that's it. Now it's like a lot of these classes have two running backs. Dadash was five, Pitcock six. David Abdul, the kicker from from Pitt, uh, or, or from Maslin, actually went to Pitt. Uh, and that guy had a hose when he I mean, who's a kicker at Maslin. I mean, he 65 yard type type leg. George Cooper. I mean, it's just funny seeing some of these names. Then you got Bobby, you get some of these guys. You know, Troy's actually ninth in the state, which is kind of surprising given where you know a lot of people thought he was the late three star. And I mean, he's actually and again, they, they might have revised these rankings when people weren't looking, but uh, it's funny at 15 is Kyle Ralph. That's Ian Moore's um, coach uh, in Indiana. So uh, it's just, it's, I want to go through memory lane and just kind of see where some of these guys were from. But yeah, there's some uh, Barry Cofield's a guy we missed on. That was a guy who's a really good player at Northwestern, played about eight years in the league. Uh, but it's just interesting when you look at the rankings and you see right at the top, you've got three five stars in the state of Ohio. And, you know, now. We're lucky to have a five star every three years in Ohio, like one five star. I think the last one we've had was Paris Johnson. So um, I think that makes it a lot harder for Ohio State because they got to recruit nationally. Um, your thoughts on that, Nevada? Because we were talking in pre show about um, Pennsylvania, Ohio, 
just how you know the the you know the I feel like the you know the population's moved south. Um, you know, we don't have spring football. Uh, what do you make of of kind of the you know the the degradation of the the amount of high end football talent that there is in in Ohio, Pennsylvania, um, even Michigan? Well, it is. It's it's some it's a something, and it's just you know it's profound. And when you look at this two thousand two class, it really brings it home. And I mean. We talked about Western Pennsylvania. Western Pennsylvania used to be one, you know, maybe the place to go to watch high school football. And now, you know, it's not a it's not a wasteland, but you're just not getting the type of talent that you used to. And I, you know, I think there's a lot of factors that go into it. It's all the things you talked about. Um, it's another thing you've raised a couple of times, but the the impact of these prep schools. You know, a lot of the you know kids will leave. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, Carnell Tate will leave. And go down and play at IMG or you know play somewhere else. And you're seeing that in all all sports. You're seeing that where you know you've got to kind of go to where the uh, elite talent is, where the prep schools are. And a lot of times, you know, that's not at home. And, and for Ohio, it just makes it it makes it even more amazing, given the profound degradation of Ohio's football. That Ohio State is now bordering on having the greatest recruiting class in history because recruiting in general is a local business and to, you know, when you got to go out of the state and go out and get your guys, that just makes it doubly and triply hard. And then you throw NIL on that and it makes it four and five times as hard. So, you know, we always say on this podcast, we want to be fair. You know, we're going to give you the good when Ohio state not doing well on something or that they're, they're messing up. We're going to tell you, we'll be, we'll be the only podcast that'll tell you because everybody else is so scared to get on the wrong side of Ohio state that they will not tell you. They absolutely just, they have to recite the, the part of the line. We don't care. We're going to tell you the truth. But Ohio State is kicking booty and doing it the hardest possible way because the talent in Ohio is not where it used to be. It's not a great year in Ohio. And um, for Ohio State to be you know, putting together a class like this, absolutely stunning. All the credit in the world goes to the uh, recruiting staff and Ryan Day, and, and uh, I, I tip my hat to them. Yeah, I, I, I couldn't agree more. I mean, you got to get convince these kids to leave home. You got to convince the parents that it's worth the investment to come to Ohio State when, and by investment, I mean that means you got to fly to every home game. You know, you can't load up the car and drive. You got to, you know, the road games are further away. You know, if you're down in the ACC, SEC, um, you know, you can drive, you know, if you're from the South, you can drive to most of the uh, away venues. You know, so it's, it's, there's a cost thing. You know, obviously, NIL is a huge help for Ohio State. I think that, you know, when these kids show up and they get, you know, a nice check and they can defray the cost or pay for their family's travel, then that that's one of the things that I don't think people talk about enough is that, hey, you know, you get a check for, you know, a hundred grand and all of a sudden you can fly mom in every single week or you can get a two bedroom apartment. And your parents can stay with you, you know, when, when they come to home games. And that's something kids are doing now. And it's something that I think is amazing. And I think it's a huge benefit to Ohio State because, you know, as much as, you know, these kids are going to buy some flashy stuff, you know, whatever. Uh, there's also a practical thing where it's like, Hey, now I don't have to worry about my mom taking out a second mortgage. Cause I've talked to parents of Ohio state players and it's like, look, they got to go to the big 10 title game. They got to go to a playoff game. They got to go to a second playoff game. I mean, it's unbelievably expensive. If you've got a family of four, you know, you want to take your mom, dad, grandma, whoever, sister, brother, uh, girlfriend, it gets really expensive. You know, you get six tickets to every bowl game. 
And I mean, each one of those tickets is probably a thousand dollars in travel for airfare and hotel and food and all that. So, um, again, getting these kids to understand it's a business decision. It's a three, four, five year commitment where you're going to go and try to be the best you can so that you can make generational wealth, which a lot of these kids are doing. Um, it's big kudos to Mark Pantoni and to Ryan Day, because again, they're, they, they don't have the luxury of having the fertile recruiting grounds that Jim Trussell had. This just is what it is. Like you look at the numbers and they're just not there. Um, I think that, uh, you know, the prep schools like IMG, you know, we, we live in this era now where people are absolutely insane and they think that, you know, six year olds need to play travel sports year round and fly across the country for baseball and hockey and basketball tournaments. And, like, I, I just, I don't see that. Like, I think that, you know, you need to let kids be kids. And when they get a little older, they can start doing that. But people think the only way they can go pro is if they start playing travel hockey and they fly from Florida to Buffalo. And that's, you know, that's the only team you're ever going to be able to, to find is if you fly five hours. And and, and I, don't, I just don't think it's like that. But I, I do think that if your kid is serious about, you know, some of the football stuff, you know, it's hard when Ohio just will not pass spring football uh, in pads. And, and Georgia and Florida, they all do it. Um, so that's why some of these kids end up going to IMG because you get spring football, you get the best coaching, you get great facilities, you get uh, kind of all the perks that you don't get in the state of Ohio. I think Ohio is archaic and behind the times and it doesn't hurt us because I think it's more just the population surge in the south hurts us. But, you know, again, we operate Ohio State operates as like a borderless entity. It's a national brand, it's a global brand. And I think that, you know, Ryan Day and Mark Pantone have done a great job of accentuating that to recruits because, Again, it's a cool place to go, and everyone wants to beat Marvin Harrison. And you, know, you see all these Ohio State guys. You know, Garrett Wilson wins Rookie of the Year, and Paris Johnson uh, is the number six pick at left tackle, and C.J. Stroud goes two overall. Like you see, every position group is flourishing at Ohio State right now, um, and it's never been better. So I think that uh, kudos to those guys, man, because they're killing it. Uh, we're gonna wrap this thing. Fourth of July, Nevada. What's on the menu? Are you shooting fireworks off? What are you up to today? Uh, you know, just, uh, yeah, just going to kind of low-key it. Right? I'm going to go play a little golf today and uh, try to get out there and hit the golf ball, get ready, uh, celebrate, get ready for uh, Kingston. We talk about getting get kids from uh, out of Ohio. Kingston might be a kid you want to keep an eye on. Out of California, strong, strong visit with Ohio State. Might have moved above USC on the uh, on the wish list on the depth chart, and uh, could be some good news coming on that sooner than later. Yeah, I, I think Kingston's in the boat. I'm excited about him. So uh, he's coming on the. It looks like the 23rd. He's committing. Uh, so it's going to be popping about uh, a week before we get Aaron Scott. It looks like he's going to commit to Ohio State on the 30th. So a lot of good news coming this way. Um, you know, and if and if we get Dylan Stewart and Edric Houston, look out because this is easily. I think the best class in Ohio State history, and it's it's just pulled up by the number of five stars. I mean, for star ranking, it's absolutely going to be the best, um, just because we don't have the the three stars. We have it's like a because seven, eight, five stars is going to really. I mean, that'll break every record, um, and it'll be up there with that A and M class from a couple from two, from last year. So it'll be special. So. Well, we're going to wrap this. I'm going to let you guys go hit the barbecue, go get the fireworks fired up, uh, go hit the swimming pool, whatever you guys are up to today. I hope you guys have a very safe and fantastic 4th of July. Thank you guys for tuning in. As always, you guys are the best. Uh, again, if you enjoy this content, please leave us a like. That's a huge help for us. Um, 
Also, a huge help for us is join our website, BuckeyeScoop.com. Our site is absolutely crazy today. Um, we got big 4th of July thread, a lot of recruiting stuff going on, uh, a lot of team info is coming out. These guys are uh, getting back into the swing. Summer 2 starts up tomorrow, so Mickey Mirati is going to be running the hot dogs out of these kids, and I can't wait to hear uh, about some of the torturous stuff that he's going to be doing to them because that's when the football teams are made, ladies and gentlemen. It's made in the summer when it's hot on that turf, running cut 300s. Uh, it's miserable, but it's just it's what you need to do. You get these guys nice and tough and callous up for a very heavy schedule that is ahead. So, uh, again, if you enjoy this content, please leave us a like. Click subscribe as we race to 20,000 subscribers. Thank you so much. We appreciate you guys so much. And also... Uh, if you enjoy our live content, click that little alert bell, uh, shout out where you're from in the comments. I want to hear it. Uh, and I want you to give me your feedback. Who is better? Is this 24 class, uh, projected with, uh, if we had Dylan Stewart, Andrew Houston, KJ Bolden, it does it top that O2 class. It's kind of hard to say day one, but on paper, man, there's a lot of stars. So, uh, write that in the comments. I want to hear your opinions and any other classes that you think are comparable to that O2 class. Put them in the comments. So appreciate you guys as always. I hope you guys have a very happy 4th of July. Talk to you guys soon. I will see you guys all on BuckeyeScoop.com. Join up with me and my friends. And we're going to get it cranked up today. So you guys have a good one. Go Bucks.